Welcome to Quok Talk. Um, I'm with my two gorgeous friends here in San Francisco. And uh, these girls, in fact, were part of my radio show in Hong Kong, which is called The Sex Crystals. And we talked only about, guess what? Sex. I thought it was. <laughs> and sex. Was milk or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got um, Karen Ko and Elena Krokman here. Nice wow. to say, well, say hey, 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 everybody. Aloha, aloha Hawaii. Hola, aloha, Hawaii. <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> oh, I think it's that edible. No, oh, oh, oh my no, God, no, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I mean, it's that drink. It's, it's that, that Paloma. appetizer you just had. That was it was so, so delicious. 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 Okay. Yeah, the cheese, right? It was really good. Um, well, it's really good to be here in San Francisco with you. So let's just give everybody at UH a little background of us. So we, as the Sex Crystals, had a radio show in Hong Kong. Um, for two years. Two years. For two years. Yeah, it's over two years. We had two years straight with uh, the Daily Show and then the weekly show with the Sex Crystals. Yep. So that's four years. Oh, geez. Sex Crystals was two seasons. Two years. Yes. Yeah. So we talked so a lot about um, that Two stuff. plus one is three. Thank two you. Plus two is four. <laughs> okay, back up, back up. Why are we here tonight? Because we're celebrating a friend's uh, 50th birthday party. So oh, I'm she's thinking. 49. She, she, oh, she lied? Well, Just to have the big 5 0? Now I'm really confused because I'm she really confused. says she claims it's 49. Okay, she, well, she calls it the 7 times 7. Okay, yeah. well, the three of us are over 50. Yeah, oh, shoot. So we far. can't say that well, to people. Okay, fine. We're. We're, we look young. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the reason I'm bringing up 50 is because um, KTUH, which is our campus radio station, right. has its 50th anniversary this year. Oh, oh wonderful. Great. Happy birthday, yeah. UH. Happy birthday. Happy 50th. So we're celebrating 50. So we're celebrating us few who are in the 50s club. I know a lot of university students aren't that high up there, but they will eventually, or their mothers <laughs> right. were. It gets, uh, you get there sooner than you think. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. So let's break it down. So Karen, what, what are some takeaways? You know, my topic focuses on unruly women. Mm. How, how unruly were you growing up? Like think back at your college years. You know what, I was a good girl. I was actually sure. very well behaved, uh, pretty straight laced um, in college we're talking well in when I was an undergraduate yes when I because I was living at home you know it was sort of it was only so much leeway I had but when I did my master's degree I was living on campus and my family was overseas and that's when I did all the things that I wanted to do I experimented a lot and what what do you mean experiment um like sex <laughs> drinking <laughs> lots of sex um, wait wait how you know what was interesting i i, I realized when because like i do this radio show now in hong kong yeah, we talk about sex as well it, yeah. and now we always talk about safe sex i have to say back then this was the um when it was late 80s, 80s yeah. we did not practice safe wait, sex wait they never used condoms never I mean, and you never got it, anything. <laughs> no, no. That's true. Okay. Things were clean. I mean, yeah. it's so it true. was. It was just not. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, because that was like the era when AIDS was really a, a blowing up. It was a big right. thing. But I was in Australia, and we just didn't. We just were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we yeah. <laughs> we were aware of it, but we never really got around to like having safe sex so we just had unprotected sex tell Hawaiians what Australia is all about 
Australia, some of the stereotype is true. It's a lot of beaches and freedom and people are really friendly and great weather. Um, I do think though that as time goes on, people have become a little bit more conservative. The next generation, I think a little bit more conservative. Because their parents, like our generation, were too reckless? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I think. Would you call yourself reckless at any no, point? No, I don't think I was really reckless. Um, but people used to drink a lot more, like it's a very heavy drinking culture. That's an Australian thing. Yeah, mm. but there is, now there is a heavy drug culture, but it's more sort of, you know, the hard drugs, not just the soft yeah, recreational drugs. Everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. But drugs aren't legal there, so. No, they're illegal, so yeah. it's, yeah. So bad, yeah, It's bad still issue. a bit, yeah, it's a bad thing. So, yeah. but Australia, I mean, I, I do love Australia. I just think people have this great, openness uh, and friendliness towards others you know they really you can actually make friends with someone on the bus um, and go and have go to a pub or something have a drink and make friends with someone can't you do that in the states too kind of no or maybe not it depends. Not as much. I think it depends on where in the states you yeah. live in. I think if you're in maybe in a metropolitan city, I think it's a people are a bit more open to making new friends and finding out what you're all about versus yeah. maybe somewhere rural or villagey like maybe. or a small town. I would have thought the other way. Yeah. Like like in New York, you wouldn't trust to talk to anybody on the bus. Yeah, I I find that it depends. Like some Americans can be very friendly in a superficial way, but do they really welcome you, for example, and follow up? Not necessarily. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you guys think about friendliness in the U.S.? Think about that. We're going to come back. All right, we're back at K2H, but in San Francisco, I'm Crystal on Quok Talk talking to Karen Coe and Elena Krotman, my buddies, um, partners in crime in our uh, radio show in Hong Kong. So uh, we left off talking about... I don't know, boring Australia. shit like like making friends. And, and, and friends, friends. making friends okay. in the U.S. Okay, what that's what that's like. Yeah. But let's bring it back to yeah. the the reason we're here is a friend's fiftieth birthday party. We're like up in that shitty age group. Let's talk about our bodies. A lot of people don't know what does it mean to have a fifty-year-old body. Oh my God! What can I tell you? Um, By the I way, mean, Elena looks amazing. So yes. if you don't know her, it's like it's bullshit that she's actually answering this question. But it's all right. No, 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 no. It's a it's a, it's a legitimate question. Um, I, 50, I think that, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, where it hits me, actually more in the, in the brain, I think. I just don't, maybe I don't react to things as quickly, I don't process things as uh, um, um, maybe deeply as I used to. I have to think about things a little longer before I react. Um, but you know where I, re what I really miss is, is, is just that energy. I don't know about you girls, but I just don't feel like I have the same energy I used to have. And I don't know if that's just purely hormones or not. I work out, I do work out uh, like crazy, but I do have young children. That's my main motivation, really. I want to be around as long as possible. And really, uh, I know there's a lot of science behind working out hard. Uh, that is what's going to keep you young. And I want to be around as long as possible for the youngins, you know? Yeah. We're Rini's right. friends. We're the radio people. And we're yeah. doing a radio interview right now. Do you want to join us? Seriously, <laughs> we're talking about being 50 and what it means to a 50-year-old body. Are you 50 yet? You look, I don't yeah. know. Are you there yet? Kind of? Yeah. I'm way past. Oh, no good. Way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're just being. for men. Okay, men. so a man over 50. Tell me, what's your body telling you at well, 50? I don't, I don't know how to grow up, so, you know, I've never grown well, up. That has I'm nothing to do with age. Men never grow up. Yeah, I know. That's so overrated, right? 
being grown up, 50. Okay, what do you have to say about women who are 50? Like, Rini's up there. She's joined us in our 50s club, man. What do you have to say about 50-year-old women? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, should we keep partying? Like, what should Absolutely. We do? Why should you stop just because you're 50? Should we Makes still no have sense. sex? Well, you're not should we still to? have sex? <laughs> are you supposed to stop everything? I I'm asking for sex. <laughs> So the reason I asked is because I used to go and visit Rini's place up in Hong Kong. Uh, Nearest is my good friend, like from college. Oh. So, you know, me and my son would go, where was this? South Bay somewhere? South Bay, right. That's right, that's right. Yeah, she's a hard worker, though. She's a hard worker. So what about her 50-year-old body? What do you think? Has anything changed? I have changed? no idea. I should ask my friend Nearest about it. Yeah. He would know. Is she okay. keeping it up or what? I think she's keeping uh, it up. She looks well. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, she looks great. She looks great. She looks yeah. great. And she looks great and feels great. So that's probably all in. And yeah, Go. She looks like she was ready for this party. You know? she came ready for the next party. That's what we all should be doing yeah, at exactly. 50. Okay, we're going to take a break at 50. Okay, I'm, I'm back. Uh, this is Crystal. You're listening to K2H. And uh, we're talking about 50s, 50-year-olds. 50 we're continuing. We're talking about bodies now. Bodies. So, yeah. yeah. Karen didn't tell me about hers. Um, I'm actually now pretty happy with my body. I think it's one of those things that as you get older, you just kind of accept that this is who you are. Of course, you can always improve. And I'm, I like my body now. Um, of Did course, you ever there's, not like it, yeah. Karen? After, really? after I had my, after twins? I had the twins, well, kind and of. I had that, you know, huge wrinkly Extra spare tire. stomach. <laughs> yeah. For... I remember when we did the show years ago, I said for 10 years I didn't wear a bikini because I was so self-conscious. And now you rock. Now I do. I rock it. <laughs> she rocks it and she has no cellulite. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Let but, me ask you this. What, do you have cellulite? I have cellulite. tremendous cellulite around my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Sometimes oh, am I allowed to say that? I'm so <laughs> sorry. Okay, you don't shout into it all. I know. <laughs> Don't have to shout. <laughs> it's gonna blast the like speakers, man. Um, but yeah. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> and nothing, and nothing I can, and nothing I can do. It's gotta be like proper. Oh, do we feel healthier? Okay. Absolutely. I feel really strong and really healthy. And I, at that this point, that that's what really matters. I'm just grateful every day that I can do so much stuff that so many people probably my age probably can't I can still go for runs I can See? you know up and down the beach I can yeah. you know chase dogs I mean I, I can do a lot of stuff which is really I'm, I'm grateful for that have you gone through menopause yet sorry for asking uh, yes I have and thank God it's over but that's amazing that that didn't change that though that's what I'm saying I thought people think they slow down a lot after that but I, I, I just, I got slower, <laughs> like physically, I, maybe I can't run as fast as I used to. No, but your and energy and doing the things you want to do. Yes, but I, I, I do have good energy. It's not as good as it used to be, but I think that maybe because I have been active most of my life, or at least my adult life, I think that that has helped. Hmm. So uh, women out there, <laughs> start ASAP. You know, don't do not do not wait until you're 40 years old yeah. to start working out. Just because you have a perfect your body, body at 18 right. doesn't mean it's going to look as good as we do now. <laughs> and it takes work. 
Yeah. It, it does. They both, both uh, in, in all aspects, not just physically, but in what you eat and also what you feed your soul and, and what you do with your um, you know, educational side. So you wouldn't be able to say that when you were like in college? No, I, I don't think you, you definitely don't think about those things. Yeah. All you think about is just graduating and getting a good paying job so you can move out of home, I, I think, being independent. Yeah. What do you think, Karen? Yeah. I mean, I think the good thing with age comes wisdom. And you know yourself better. You know what you can do. You know what you can't do. You know your limits. And But I think on the physical side, definitely as you get older, you're not as physically strong. You're. It's much easier to get injured. So as you know, I surf. And I you teach paddleboard yeah, yoga, I which is amazing. paddleboard yoga. But when I surf now, I'm not going to go out in the six to eight foot waves because... I'm like, that's going to be too tiring for me. But you still surf. I still surf, yeah. I'll go out in the two to three foot waves and have a lot of fun. But I'm like, I don't want to get injured because it takes a long time to recover. But at the same time, when you're older and your kids are older and they're, they're gone, it frees you to really refocus and to get to know yourself better and you're not just in mommy mode if you guys because both of you like we all if we had to talk to our college selves what are some tips you would give your college self oh ask Karen first okay (laughs) I would say everything you want to learn do it sooner because I, 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 the things that I love to do, I learned in my 40s. I learned to surf in my 40s. I learned to play drums in my 40s. Wow. Um, and I wish I had done it when I was in my 20s. Because one, I'd have 20 more years more I'd have 20 more years more experience, and I would be much better. Because you know, you, you, it's all about the number of hours you spend. So, doing. do you think that young people waste a lot of their yeah, years by just they, partying and not they, thinking about? Things. I think they don't realize how quickly the years are going to go by, mm-hmm. and I think they don't also don't realize how, as you get older, you're just not. It's it takes longer to learn something. Mm-hmm. It takes longer to remember. Did you figure something out, Elena? Yeah, I actually I, I did. You know, <laughs> uh, one of the biggest lessons I feel I learned when when we were doing our radio show, Crystal, and we would focus a lot on you know, can women have everything they want? And really the biggest lesson I learned is that yes, you can, however, not at the same time, not all at the same time. So I would encourage all you young women and men out there to uh, go for a study and work in what you really love and what you find total satisfaction in and take it as far as you possibly can. And know that um, you can always go back to that after you have a family, if maybe family is something that is on your list. Um, and the world is out there. And honestly, you know, there, there, there's only so much money you can make that will bring you happiness. Um, really what ends up mattering is, you know, fulfilling all those dreams that you have as as a kid and as a young adult and some things you do need that youth to do certain things like karen was saying you know and before you have of course the children and the debt but don't get children because of those experiments exactly (laughs) (laughs) but who is it you want them unless you want them yeah if you can afford to do that fine but i was talking to that guy inside remember when we were getting our drinks yes and he got me thinking like liberal arts the, the importance of taking classes like literature i would say 
I would encourage people not to be so serious about what is going to get them out to get that job to make a lot of money. There are certain things and there's that moment of time when you're free to be able to absorb things without a price of like what that's going to ultimately right. take you, but it is still going to take you somewhere. So seemingly, um, non what do you call that non-professional like professional. in fact you know that those are the most valuable things yes. i remember my dad years ago said the best thing you can do is read the works of shakespeare because they will they they will teach you everything you need to know about human nature yeah. everything you know it's all there lust jealousy relationships politics, brotherhood sisterhood power, politics everything yeah. Power, yeah and and that will teach you yeah yeah, class. Yeah, we'll teach you everything you need to know yeah. that you need to know in life. But the younger kids now don't seem to embrace those things like we wish we had. There's I don't so know. much pressure for yes. them to survive. You know, life is expensive no matter where you are. And if you don't get a good job, how are you going to live? You know, as a, as a guy, how are you going to provide for a family? You know, who's going to marry you if you don't have an income? You have three boys in college now. Do they have those fears? I don't think they have those fears, but I think they have that awareness okay. that, you know, one day they're going to have to provide for a family. And I think a lot of young guys do. They feel a lot of pressure to, you know, one, they want to pursue what they love, but if that, what they pursue, what they love doesn't earn them a good income, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to survive and how are they going to attract a mate who's going to say, well, okay, I don't want to live like a poor student for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, th I think that's a really, it's really challenging for, for guys especially. No matter how, you know, progressive we are, there's still some level of maybe male pride in wanting to provide and some level of female um, desire to have a guy who can provide, you know? Even though a lot of women now can out-earn their spouses, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's still a bit of a psychological, um, you know, difference that... So there's some gender some inequalities men, yeah. that ultimately still carry on yeah. and that we have certain positions mm. to carry. Do you mm -hmm. feel that way, Elena? Oh, yeah. You've got I, two boys and one girl. Right. And one thing I do teach my daughter, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm teaching, is for her to be completely independent and not have to rely on marrying someone because they can provide. You know, they would marry someone or be with someone that they feel is their equal and, and, and not because they feel that they have to. Um, survive honestly so I know that you that you also have a daughter and you've been teaching her that for a long time as well just to be independent right for yourself yeah yeah but well, our parents never taught us that no they didn't I mean I grew up in a very Hispanic family and I, I <laughs> they didn't even talk to us really about what a marriage should be like or what you should aspire to or what you should be looking out for they were just looking for a good partner they felt was a good partner yeah. you know yeah. someone who lets you be you yeah. it's funny it. but back in college you don't think about so many different things like how this is going to potentially uh, take us or not take us to a certain place Correct. that you want to be but you never know where life's going to take you anyway so that's that is just a crapshoot that is so true yeah. you can do whatever it is that you want yeah. and plan things however you want and things are going to happen how they're going to happen and you're going to be in the top university taking all these AP bullshit classes at, in high school and still there's no guarantee you're gonna there is no guarantee no guarantee um, so you, but, but work on your relationships with people because you, in this world you are gonna have to survive with others um, work on that and, and, and work on loving yourself and and, and work on um, 
you know, trying to pursue something that will bring you joy and happiness because yeah. that'll keep you going. Yeah, don't be pressured into your parents telling you which kind of uh, classes you should take. Take things you really, really enjoy. You only have that time. It's great, right? Absolutely. You only have that uh, that short time. It really does go by fast. So hurry up. This is kind of the beginning of the uh, term. So go look in the class availability list. And if there's something you really wanted to take, maybe you should check that out. We'll take a little break here. Okay. So. Karen, you're talking about this book, this really interesting book that you picked up that has to do with the body. Yeah. What is this? What well, is it about? It's, it just came out in July this year. It's called Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. She's a journalist. And she spent 10 years literally embedding herself with these three different women. And the different story, ages? Different ages. And the story is all about, real, it's really all about female desire. Um, and so she she's got one, oh. one yes. woman who as a teenager had a relationship with her high school teacher yeah. which was later revealed to be you know a pre predatory relationship yeah. but at the time she wanted it she was a young teenager she wanted it and then another woman who's in a, a, a marriage where it's basically a sexless marriage where her husband won't even kiss her on the mouth anymore so she ends up having an affair with her high school sweetheart and then a third woman who is very successful, beautiful restaurateur, and her husband likes her to have sex with other men and women of his choosing. In front of him? Uh, sometimes in front of him, sometimes she just has to report by text message what's going on. But it, it, it really goes into um, what, did, what do they want sexually, you know, what is their desire? But I also think it does show that women's lives are still often so controlled by men and what men want uh, because in all cases their behavior was driven by what a man wanted from them or what a man was not providing for them um, and uh, you know that to me is still a little bit disturbing uh, that women yes we're in the 21st century and we have so much agency and we have so much uh, you know freedom but at the same time we're still very much slave to what men want. That's so interesting because this is this corks up in a bigger topic of like the whole patriarchal world we live in. How everything coming down is based on this male-centric yeah. idea of power. Well, you know, do you have thoughts on that? Like, where do you think desire comes from, and what is it really? Our, our, what we're grown up with, and what we're learnt, taught to believe that dictates what we think we want. You know, I, I read something really quite interesting not so long ago about how, um, I, I was always been curious about why women are so hard on, on, on each other, or why we're so jealous about each other. It doesn't seem that men are that way. But <laughs> what I remember um, taking away from it was that uh, it's part of our own survival instinct of being able to choose who we feel would be the best not just provider and protector, but also to carry on generations. And so... The best sperm provider. The best sperm provider. <laughs> you know, who's going to be the, the, the biggest and the strongest in yeah. um, the bravest, you know, to survive. And, and so I think that maybe unconsciously or maybe even through, I don't know, from our ancestors, maybe just innately, we're always, as women, um, interested, you know, heterosexual women, uh, are we're gonna do or we're gonna look and we want that 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 man that guy 
you know so I think that unfortunately in many aspects as we're growing up you know yeah I think we maybe change the way we look or change the way we act for uh, the male for yeah. the male or just the for that more. attraction just for that survival we're like, and, and we're not allowed to speak about our desires. That's something that's also right. shunned yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole thing of slut shaming that women are not supposed to want sex. And interestingly, I mean, I've doing, been doing a lot of reading that, you know, women actually get bored in long-term relationships far Fast more sex. quickly than men. <laughs> and a lot of affairs that happen these days are it's the woman who goes first because she's just like, okay, you're not really paying attention to me anymore. I don't feel wanted and. Yeah desired and hey there's other guys out there who, who do want me so I'm just gonna go dip my foot in the pool <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew how to dip my foot in the pool but then you look at like cultures like Africa where they still actually do that practice of female circumcision in some tribes and you wonder like okay so they don't want females to have desire there's the control no, of it's, that it's always it seen back. as threatening and dangerous to men I think female desire is very threatening to men because they can't control it, yes. right? It's something that you know they can control. They can control maybe the money, and they can. They're physically more powerful, yeah. and there's other things that they you know can control. But desire is something they just can't. So, what is the beauty of women being unruly then? To because we the the idea of not controlling what we're supposed to control, like, isn't that something that is the ultimate? I don't know. Like, why do we? Why do we not want to follow the system sometimes? What's driving us to not follow rules sometimes, you know? I'm sure even the, the goodiest girl would have maybe thoughts of kind of being deviant. And why is that deviance so pleasurable? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have to be a maybe, sexual thing. I just mean yeah. like to not conform to... Well, I don't think women want to be controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to. to. We don't always want to have to live up to the stereotype and the expectations. You know, expectations. this is what women are supposed to do. And, you know, why why do we have to live up to those expectations? Yeah. Who set those? Probably men. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that when if you have a family, I think you automatically succumb to that. But then you end up after you've done what you've needed to do with nurture. Let's say if you have children. Then you go back and you say, "Okay, I've done what I need to do. I, I want my life back." Right. And can and we? I, you can, but it, it's it's. I think it's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment, and and you just do it, and don't wait too long. Yeah, <laughs> don't wait too long. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't Final wait tips 60s. for our young college kids <laughs> listening right now. Oh. Uh, Enjoy. I mean, enjoy. Oh yeah. My God. Have enjoy. so much fun. Yes. Enjoy, enjoy your youth. youth. Yes. yes. <laughs> enjoy your youth. It's not gonna last forever. <laughs> but also enjoy getting older. Yes. That's fun. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. 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 Enjoy the process. Enjoy yeah. the process. It's going to happen. Do it gracefully. And don't so drink too much. Don't eat too much. You know. <laughs> don't go in the Nothing. sun without sunscreen. <laughs> yes, moms. Yes, moms. But 50 years not that old. So you know, radio being 50 years old, us being up there, it's something to celebrate. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, exactly. I definitely feel really lucky to even be alive and be able to do all the great things that we do do. Yeah. And yeah. So, you can do it. Just, yeah. just okay. keep thinking of the future. Yeah. Right. We're gonna do it. Go, girls. Okay.